Hey guys, it's your boy Alex. Let me tell you about this cool weapon light that I can say is negative a thousand out of ten. It's hot and explosive. So explosive it gives Dr. Dre's explosive a run for his money. It's Olight, new and improved IED. Shit blows up while chilling, like your wife and her boyfriend when they get into arguments. Just kidding on the Olight sponsorship. Even if they paid me 20k, I still wouldn't do it. But it's how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. These influencers will sell you bullshit like this and tell you it's the best product in the world. This is because companies will pay some poor wannabe influencer to say what it's the best thing to use. And it rivals some of the Gucci brands. I didn't know that our military uses all light lasers and weapon lights. Well, fact is that they don't. They use Surefire, L3 Harris, Steiner, and Insight Technologies. Not stupid brands that are explosive. Chinese coast shit and these companies pay very well like 10 to 15k to have these pathetic youtubers and others stick to the script and swear up and down once again on how good and great and GWA trap lord dev grew their product is but once you do the rest of the two-way community will know you can't be trusted just because you sold out to a piece of shit brand as stated in the previous volume, check C. Burns' Art of War podcast, the episode with Daddy, Granddaddy Flano, I should say, as they discuss this subject thoroughly on how full of shit some of these people are. So please, do your research on all items that are offered by influencers. At the end of the day, these guys do make money off that link and those coupon codes that you use to purchase their, air quotes, recommended products. Anyways, that was my PSA for this episode. Welcome back to Alex's Firearms Digest. This is volume 10. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my visit to my favorite food places in Los Angeles. How the trip went and how crazy it really is out there. I understand that a lot of you are like, why the fuck would you go to LA? Are you looking to shoot someone? No, I am not. I really miss some of the food places that I would go eat at and my wife's never really gotten out of the county she grew up in so i've been going places with her and we've been to la a few times already this trip was for some things that she needed for a party and that she's helping out with and the downtown area usually offers those items at a way better price than buying them here locally or within the region yes this also includes the hiked up gas prices that we are currently facing as a nation but more in california I just think it's funny how all of a sudden there's a major push for electric vehicles. But I am not going to get into that right now. That's more like conspiracy theories and false flag stuff. Tin hat wearing Alex. And I don't do that no more. I'm in recovery. I can't relapse. Uh, I know there are some YouTubers that are starting to cover my topics in their own way. Reno May. And that's fine. Even if it bothers me because of the way it is presented to the viewers. I'm not here to start any drama with anyone or Reno May. And quite honestly, if Reno May wants to sit down and have a chat with me, that'd be cool. Dude, you know where to reach me? Uh, go ahead and reach me. We can talk about it. Sit down and talk about adults and I'll start some kind of YouTube drama or YouTube RSS drama, whatever. Um, and let's get back into the subject. That doesn't matter. Now, being in L.A. did put me on edge, especially since the crime rate hasn't really been quelled to a satisfactory extent. The criminal element is still ballsy and innocent people are still getting mugged, robbed, and assaulted. Not to mention that we just had that shooting up in Sacramento where six people were killed after a large fight broke out. The facts of the shooting are still quite unknown as of the date of this recording. And to keep in mind that I might update it later on in this exact same episode because it does take me a few days to record one episode. 
the facts of the shooting, they're still quite unknown. There's already been declarations by political officials, including Uncle Joe Newscomb in regards to the shooting. And there's this obvious radical rhetoric of banning ghost guns, uh, regular capacity magazines, etc. Not to be insensitive without empathy, but do we really know why it was a senseless act of gun violence? Basing this opinion on the fact that a stolen firearm was recovered on scene, it leads me to believe that it was probably already related to criminal elements. And I am not saying that those that died were criminals. I am saying that those that fired more than 70 shots were probably not law-abiding owners. I mean, unless seven, ten, uh, seven ten-round magazines were unloaded. Now, I understand people want to ban 80 percenters, which I am not in complete agreement with. I think it should be regulated because a lot of these firearms are ending up in the hands of criminals and they're being found by law enforcement throughout the whole state in the hands of these criminals. If you follow my IG page, you can see me literally post screenshots from press releases from regional law enforcement agencies. In these pictures, there are 80% Glocks and more than probably 80% ARs. This also opens up a paradox where I'm caught contradicting myself. This is because I believe everyone has the right to own firearms, but at the same time, I don't live with some fucking cliche mentality where I can say criminals who are physically hurting others deserve to own firearms. Does that make sense? It's like, if someone wants to own an SBR, that's fine. Fuck the ATF. The ATF is gay. And own that shit. But at the same time, if that someone wants to own an SBR because it's easier to navigate through a home during a home invasion as they pillage and loot the place, then fuck them. And I hope they get Swiss cheese by the owner. Same thing for suppressors. There's no fucking reason why someone can't own a suppressor if they're law-abiding gun owners. And I mean it in the same sense. They just want one to have on their personal firearm and they're not out there causing harm to others. That's fine. Cool. Complete dope. But if you want to fulfill some kind of mass shooting sniping fantasy, fuck you. Does that make sense? So moving on. And yes, I'm a little bit sick. I got a sinus infection. But I'm still here recording because I ain't no bitch. So yeah, moving forward and back to the story time of Uncle Dum Dum's adventures of Escape from L.A., the Chicano Batman. I was on high vigilance throughout the whole time there. And it's fucking sad to see that the city, especially the downtown region, is literally a fucking campground. Like Main Street across from the Cecil Hotel and the region is like full of fucking tents. Like I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Are they having like a greet at me for someone? It didn't hit me until I saw a bum with his dick out pissing onto the street. And I was like, yeah, we're in L.A. for sure. It's Skid Row multiplied by like 300. Because also the Placita Olvera or Olvera Street, as you other folks know it, that whole area is full of homeless, like homeless individuals and blue tarps and shit. And literally, like I mean shit, like there's feces on the ground, like human feces. It's like about the size of a baby's arm holding an apple. Like that's how dead serious I am. And then you try to go into the parking zones. Or the parking areas. And you have to be super careful. Like not to partially run over people. Or their tent. Because they literally try to place their tent. On the edges of driveways. And I was like what the fuck is going on. Oh yeah I'm with a bunch of fucking hipsters. That makes sense. Progress right here. Progress. The best thing ever. Progresso. That was just a gorgeous tour I gave my wife and she sort of didn't want to stop anymore. And I know some of you feel that way as well, especially you guys. Some of you guys, you know, you guys are big pussies, but you guys act tough. And I know who you are. 
Unfortunately, I'm not going to end my day due to a minor inconvenience as a homeless population. Besides, that's why we carry our tools, right? We carry the tools of the trade so that we won't be intimidated or forced into giving up our way of life because of fear, especially a fear that has a solution to it. Now, I don't mean giving up your goods if you have the chance to strike back and fend up the offenders because once again, this ongoing trend of crime needs to come to a stop either through the replacement of the woke mentality board of supervisors or through us making an example of these criminals when they trespass against us. I also know that I am being monitored by some listeners that get easily butthurt when it comes to the topic of using a firearm against another human being, but I am not preaching to go out there and kill criminals. I am preaching if someone or a group does threaten to inflict GBI, meaning great bodily injury, or harm against you then defend yourself and your loved ones by any means necessary, including using a firearm that you are licensed to conceal carry. All right, people can tell you, okay, just give them the stuff and let them go about their day. That's a wager. That's a big time gamble. On one hand, we can place everything you're carrying, your wallet, the value of its contents, your cell phone, your keys to your vehicle, and then you might have to multiply by some of these items by the number of people you're responsible for, such as your wife, kids, your wife's boyfriend, you know, his kids, stuff like that, you know, then what if they shoot you or your spouse? Now you're dealing with medical bills. You're definitely going to have to head into a trauma center. And those fuckers just love adding on CTs, x-rays, MRIs. Then there's the mandatory observational stays. And prior to that, due to being a GSW or gunshot wound patient, you're probably going into the operation room or the OR just so some fucking resident can get their shit wet as they do an exploratory procedure. So you guys can tell me the cheapest option of the two. There should also be lawsuits against LA County for their leniency towards the criminal element. Maybe this will help push them out of office sooner because it's not a joking matter and it's not something that the law-abiding population should have to deal with. So anyways, let's get back to the story. So at Olvera Street, we stopped to get breakfast at one of the whole spots. I've been going there for years, and it's, and honestly, it was awesome to see that they survived the four shutdowns from COVID. I said it before, the area is saturated with homeless people. It's something that, it's not something that scares me, because I deal with them all the time at work. It also didn't scare me when I was when I wasn't carrying a firearm on me like back then. I've always known how volatile they can be, and especially as a population. Um, Once again, this is all due to the high number of mental health patients within that population. A lot of it is self-induced, though, and I don't feel anything for those that made that choice as their own path in life. Anyways, we ran into a few of them there as we walked over to the restaurant. I just stayed vigilant, kept my eyes on things, hands, ears open, listening on conversations. I think what helped a lot was also the fact that I had sunglasses on. So people weren't really able to see me stare at them or observe them. You get what I'm saying? Uh, During breakfast, we sat with our backs against the wall and we literally had the entrance to this place facing us. I had about a bit over a half a dozen people eating in front of me as well. This is a very obvious thing to do and I am sure that criminals are aware that people that have their backs against the wall and facing an entrance might be cops. Well, just like them, I'm also expecting someone or a group of them to walk in and hold up the place and force us to empty our pockets. One thing that I do have to mention, I understand that you guys watch a lot of these professionals tell you about personal 
distance and making sure you have the perimeter. In the alleyways, in Sandy's Alley, this is impossible. Also, the whole concept is for you to blend in with the crowd. Like, why the fuck do you want a big-ass perimeter of personal space? Your ass should be training in CQB and being able to retain possession of your firearm if someone gets in your face and attempts to disarm you. You should also be training to draw your firearm in these types of conditions. Learn to quickly identify shoot and new shoot targets. No shoot targets. This is where it all comes together, baby. But of course, you fucking lazy fucks don't train like that. I also forgot that I'm addressing the Def Grew SAS CAG Mandalorian Van Halen unit. Shit, I'm so sorry, guys. I will add that I will literally bite your fucking flesh off if I have to. You will not disarm me at all. It's going to be like a whole Mike Tyson. All right? I'll live with TB or AIDS if it means I get to live longer than my attacker. The will and devotion to protecting yourself and loved ones has to be there, folks. Otherwise, why carry at all? Moving on, Sandy Alley is still the same bullshit. Except with an increased presence of bumps, the street smells like urine and fecal matter. Didn't see any shit there, but did see a homeless man lying clothed from his waist up and showing his booty to all those that walked by. Oh, the natural scenic roots of the dam and the poor. While my wife was on edge because she has allowed the media to instill the fear of simply roaming LA will get you mugged, raped, and killed, I, on the other hand, still walk LA as a veteran Angelino should. If shit was to get messy, well, it was going to get messy and we would cross that bridge when we got there. Our shopping went very smoothly, if I may say so. Even when carrying a small rolling basket full of items that she needed, things still went fine. Was I ready to fight off criminal combatants? Yes, I was. Did I ever let my guard down? Never. And while many of you disagree, or might disagree, or might want to bicker with me about stupid theories, I can tell you that my relaxed body language has nothing to do with me being off guard. It actually has a lot to do with me training my mentality, mindset, knowing that I am ready to flip the switch into combat mode the minute a weapon comes into play. comes from doing endless hours of drills, from learning transition from target to target to new sh- to no shoot target from being in countless stressful situations and countless stressful drills and learning to remain truly calm and collective the last piece to the story is us arriving at our favorite pizzeria in all of la and i won't identify it because these people wouldn't wish to be associated with the two-way controversy they're little hipsters and they're cool people but they are quite welcoming people regardless of what you believe now if you want to talk shit to me for supporting such business go ahead i really don't care remember what i stated before in other episodes i can sit down with those who think differently of me and have a conversation with them now you want to act like a child and be intolerant that's on you i'm being an adult you're not because remember communication is also another skill that we must have and we must train on having if i can communicate effectively with others even if they don't believe in what I believe, then remember that I can possibly build a great interaction between us two and tear down the animosity. Anyways, our stop there went great. We put up a towel, placed the pie on the trunk, ate our delicious food with some great soda pop, while I observed just how fucking ugly everything had become in the city that I once loved. After that, we packed up the rest and dipped back home. I didn't have to use my AR. 
I gotta say today was a good day. That was supposed to be ice cubes, but whatever. Overall, I am not saying things are great in LA because I had an uneventful visit. I am saying that while it is being made on the mainstream media to be seen as it's becoming Gotham or and that we should become vengeance, it's more like we should become the Court of Owls with the twist that every single one of us are talent. And yes, that's a nerd reference for all of you out there and those that follow the Batman universe. Then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If anything, currently being done about the criminal element in L.A. is probably due to the re-elections coming up. And this is all to quell the people that want change of the justice system or the political figures in that city. At the state level, we also need to change a lot of things. And once again, that big flex in Sacramento in opposition towards firearms, probably a big flex on new scums and other political figures in that city as a clown Democratic Party in the state wants to institute laws that would allow people to sue gun manufacturers for acts of gun violence. Then, once again, we, the law-abiding citizens, should hold the governments at the local and state level liable for all types of losses and damages suffered in direct result of criminals and their activities due to the leniency in the sentencing for and the reclassification of these crimes. And I am sorry to break the news to all those hopeful losers that want to ban guns and regular capacity magazines. In your plight, all you're doing is destroying the playing field for those who lawfully carry guns and who lawfully own guns. The fact that you're not tackling criminals for carrying firearms of any kind, that's your biggest mistake there. The fact that a law-abiding gun owner, the gun owner is allowed to be sued by the criminal or its family members after the criminal perishes, that's your wrongdoing as well. I don't wish ill on anyone, but the day they break into your house or they hold you up and they beat the life out of you or leave you inches from death, I hope you then understand how important it is to have the power they do or to have an even playing field when it comes to facing them. And... This is breaking news. Back to the Sacramento shooting. It was gang violence and one of the shooters had a modified Glock that had that full auto switch. There, my early theory that I stated has been proven. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a short break. When I get back, I'll touch on the subject of tactical influencers or want to be tactical influencers because I really need to get into this topic and they're really pissing me off with all the stupid shit they're posting. Anyways, I'll be right back. Alright guys, welcome back to this awesome TED Talk that we were having. So as stated previously in this episode and in other volumes, the scene is saturated with wannabe influencers who influencers that just sell you bullshit, right? Or they follow the cliche algorithm of influencing. Every single one of them wants to be the next Garen Thumb or the next Sage Optics. Both are great channels, by the way, and I recommend you guys check them out if you haven't already. Also... Another shout out to Arm Scholar, the most informative gentleman on the YouTube platform for us Californians. Check him out and support him as he does a lot of good things by informing us about the laws regarding our precious Second Amendment, both in the state and the nation. Getting a little sidetracked there, forgive me. So, the algorithm of influencing tends to go something like this. 
create a trailer with some cool intro, usually followed by some cliche, heavy, like heavy distorted music, with a montage of the wannabe influencing wearing like Cry G3 pants or more than likely Flash Force Industries while shooting a bunch of different firearms. Then it cuts into him introducing himself and the piece of shit product he's going to sell you, or I mean review. Then it's followed by some bullshit tactics and shooting of a firearm. Then followed by like and subscribe to my channel, Sheep's Watchdog, Cav, Dev Guru, 88, or whatever. You know? The beginning might not be the same in every case. They can also start with them dramatically talking about some topic and then cutting into intro and whatnot, like Reno May. The product might not even be a firearm or a firearm accessory. This time, maybe it's their gym products they use, like Reno May. Or the piece of shit gear that they use that is most relevant with your Airsoft starter package at any giant Airsoft retailer, like Pinoy Operator. This also doesn't take away from the fact that they do all these stupid movements and try to look so fucking hard like they're Tier 1 Operators. Their personality is also fake as fuck. We all know that you're not this fucking survivalist that grew up being topped by some of the greats that existed prior to Bear Grylls, you know? Um, and there's this one account that comes into mind when describing this. And I am not going to mention this individual, or maybe I already did. But if you follow my IG page, you will see that I have a small group of followers. They're all real people for the most part. Not 85,000 from the Philippines with no profile pig like some of you out there. And I know who you are. Uh, this individual calls himself a firearms trainer, a first responder, and an agent. Which, I don't know how the fuck that even makes sense. The reality is that he's a security guard. I am not sure where, but he does wear a security placard on his duty vest. Then, like the cliche blue line patch on the front. I understand that security guards are first responders in a sense that within private property they will be the ones to respond to medical emergencies but do not state that you save lives when it comes to dealing with a drug addict overdosing here's the thing as most of you guys are aware i work in the medical field not a med surge unit not a fucking sniff not a fucking doctor's office i work in the er so i deal with the whole side of the medical spectrum that is between uh phtls and icu to an extent, I deal with situations involving ICU patients and those who are in the OR since I have to help transport said patients to their designated areas from the ER. So I take pride when people tell us or me, damn, you saved a life today. Granted, I get it that maybe the overdose guy needed some kind of help, but no damn security guard is going to administer Narcan. And no security guard is going to be taking palpated blood pressures and starting IVs or IOs to get meds to a patient. The most any security guard does, and I say this because I've seen some medical situations go down. One time a man was choking, security guard stood there looking stupid as fuck trying to call 911. I got out of my chair, I gave him a good old Heimlich maneuver, which we're not supposed to call it that anymore. After a few trust, or thrusts, the man managed to swallow the chicken he was trying to eat. I remember that vividly because it was also the first time in my life that my little brother told me that he was proud to have a cool brother. And no, you're crying. Anyways, so please calm the fuck down with your first A BLS CPR course and chill, bro. 
You're acting like a fucking sniff CNA that thinks they're fucking RNs. Same thing goes for you, bro. You're not EMS. You're a private security guard. The next part that drives my shit up the wall is these dudes that modified or build their rifles to look like they have some sort of suppressor, even though we all know it's a Mach 1. And they want to act like they're Navy SEALs or your group that is former SF. This dude has on the full camel gear, like combat shirts and pants, fucking airsoft bump helmet with the ear armors or the ear mores, MH32s, the wannabe Peltors that were made famous by that loser Operator Zero. And they use some of the stupidest tactics when approaching their cardboard or steel targets. I'm just sitting there looking at this person like, what the fuck are you doing? Please stop. Like, before you can call yourself an instructor, you really need to train more than those you're about to train. Example, I will use this that... Oh, God, what was it? Oh, it was a fact that you constantly are consistent. You're super consistent making the rookie mistake of gripping the slide lock down on your Glock which proves that you're no master of your own firearm. So please tell me, how are you going to train others? You're going to train them into fucking shooting their 10 rounds while holding their slide lock down, and then it goes back, and then they pull it, and it goes click? What? They're supposed to be, right, like, in between that click, they're already supposed to know their gun's empty, they're switching out mags, they're reloading, then they drop the slide, right? In the case of an emergency. Because also, you can fuck up your slide lock by dropping it down so fast. So many times. Like, I see that you train with people who shoot all these wannabe Gucci Glocks, but what else you got? I see that your optics are shit besides that one Romeo 5 that your buddy had. You guys run gear that's meant for airsofters, and there's more investment made into this type of shit than your training. I get it that you want to be relevant, and that might be the case with all the 50 million hashtags that you add onto your post to be one with the algorithm, but dude, I would hate it if every new gun owner or those that are starting to get into firearms see your shit post and think this is how it's supposed to be, that it's cool to hold your firearms and posture yourself in such ineffective ways and methods, that you have to dress in BDUs and camos, that you gotta have more patches on your clothing and gear than ammo and skills, that you have to drink rain and eat your chicken like a dumbass with a knife and do cool tricks like a 13-year-old does when they get their first Bali song butterfly. The truth is, that's quite the opposite. Nothing is more important than developing your skills, training, and buying gear that is not going to let you down when you need it the most. That also includes not being a fucking cheap ass and buying piece of shit gear from China or airsoft retailers. This includes brands such as TMC, Flash Force Industries, Semapo, C-Shock, uh, etc. Look, I'll end this episode with repeating something that I repeated in a previous volume. If your instructor can't explain why they're teaching you what they're teaching you, please ask for a refund and go home. Don't fall prey to these fucking losers who are clowns and part of the toxicity of this culture that needs fixing. And this will be the very last thing I will touch on. It is sad that our government has set in place things to come after individuals that break the law. There's emergency medical services. There's emergency public utility services to respond to a blown transformer or a fire hydrant that was taken out by some drunk idiot or driver, right? 
there's even these agencies that are meant to respond to crimes, both in progress and after they've happened. They're meant to capture the criminals that have taken either the life of a human being or criminals that have been the crap out of a human being. Criminals that have stolen property, whether or not, whether or not they have physically harmed the owner of that property. And out of all those that I just mentioned, do you know what are the things that individuals and politicians mess with the most? The agencies and bodies that are meant to keep us safe from the grasp of criminals. So I ask, what can we, the population that is fed up with all this leniency towards criminals, towards the mental health population, that is actually not compliant and destructive towards society do to change it? How many people are going to have to be physically affected by the criminal element regardless of the criminal's mental health well-being? There's literally videos of people being shot to death in their car, videos of women being sexually assaulted in broad daylight, photographers being stripped of their gear at gunpoint. I ask, is this the California we want our children and future generations to inherit? Let's go after the politicians, the law enforcers, and the special interest groups that allow this to happen and continue to happen. Let's take them out of office, turn the state away from blue and red into a color that represents what's the best for us Californians. Increase the, punish, the punishment for crimes, reinstate the death penalty rather than wasting millions on supporting these criminals. Time to end the permanent residency of those that were sentenced to death in our prisons. Invest those savings back into our education system. One that will not be attempting to trespass against the beliefs and values taught at home. It is time to polish that gold and make this state truly shine as a golden state. From the secret lair somewhere in California, this is Alex signing off, reminding you all to train effectively and always be ready to face the unknown. Good night.